Hey guys, welcome back to the Landco podcast. Today's episode is another property review. This time, uh, we are covering 590 acres in Fulton County. Welcome to the Landco podcast, an analytical behind the scenes look into land investing and land ownership, covering marketing conditions, current inventory, and updates on all relevant land ownership issues here in Illinois, mixed in with some timely hunting and fishing reports. Welcome back, guys. Uh, first, as always, a thank you from our sponsor, Acre Value. Go check them out, acrevalue.com. A cool uh, kind of website, membership um, website that allows you to look at property owners, soil data, um, sometimes purchase price, anything that you would find at the courthouse. If it's available online, they've kind of got it wrapped up in a pretty little package on their website, along with all the soil data. So cool package. We use it all the time. Uh, so check them out, acrevalue.com. Okay, back to the uh, property view. This one is a brand new listing that we have. Um, as I am doing this podcast, it is September 19th, and we will probably have this property up on the site today. Uh, so a very new property. And every once in a while, there, there's a property that's really hard to value. And uh, this is definitely one of those, but, but I'll do my best anyways. So we go through this process as we're pricing it. Uh, just want you to know that this one was uh, challenging for us. So but let's go through it. Uh, again, the format of these is first we talk about the property itself, the goods, the bads, uh, and then we talk about value, like where it should be priced in relation to the current market and then where it is priced. Uh, when it's ours, that's that's kind of a uh, usually a an easy topic because we, we know where the market's at and, and we're not in the business to overprice stuff. So uh, everything is usually priced on point. Uh, this one included, but we'll go through that anyways, uh, just to kind of uh, let you go, let you guys know how we do that. So Let's start with the property. So 590 acres, uh, kind of western central Fulton County. And so the property actually used to be ran as a campground back in the day. Uh, Wildwood, Camp Wildwood, I believe it was called. And there's a bunch of cool history there. But I want to say it was six or eight years ago, they decided to, to stop that. And our client bought it and just put in a ton. I mean, a ton of work to get it where it is today. And um, it's, it literally has everything. So a lot of the stuff you can't put a value on, but it's one of the most complete turnkey farms that we've ever had. So, uh, kind of going through it, uh, kind of use by use, most people that are going to see this are, are immediately going to think, uh, you know, whitetail property, which it totally is, you know, from a deer hunting standpoint, he's managed it for the past five or six years. And they only take mature bucks. Uh, I want to say they, they shoot some four and a half, but they like them to be five and a half, six and a half. The setup, they've got access from both the north and the south. He's got roads throughout the property. He's got trails throughout the timber. He's got hidden food plots. I mean, I don't even, I can't remember how many food plots we went to. There's, you know, there's open, you know, grain food plots. There's tucked away food plots of green stuff, clover, biologic. Uh, it's just the field edge, there's tons of field edge. You'll see, go check out the map. Uh, and if you're a deer hunter, you will immediately get it. But the whitetail hunting, it's as good as you could possibly get. And it's set up for it. So both of those, um, kind of working in conjunction, make it just a, as far as a trophy whitetail farm, it's truly as good as it gets. So, uh, deer hunting is incredible waterfowl. So it has a, I think it's a 90, six or 97 acre lake and it's a non-strip mine lake which is incredible and we'll get to that in a little bit when we talk uh fishing but 
from a waterfowl standpoint, it was already good. Like he was shooting a bunch of geese, uh, some ducks. He kept that lake open with aerators. So just naturally having a lake that size, it's going to be good, good waterfowl hunting. It, what it didn't have was any like flooded food. So, um, waterfowl hunting was good, but it wasn't probably that consistent. And, but we've fixed that. So over the last like six months or so, we have built, let's see. So two topland wetlands where we planted corn, millet, uh, buckwheat. It'll be the first year. So I'm kind of excited to see how those do. Uh, he got two Bradley blinds, which are just the best pitch you could buy. He ran power to both of those and he ran water to both of those water lines. So they're like as complete and perfect a setup as you can get for waterfowl. Both of them have agri drains, so you can monitor the water height. It's just, they're awesome. Uh, so those are the two topland wetlands. We also built three cells. Well, really it's kind of, they're all the same water level, but there are three cells at the uh, inlet of the lake. So um, it used to be kind of like a silt pond to catch silt coming in. And we decided to kind of double it as a uh, another wetland. So this stuff sits real wet down there. So there's no planting corn. It's mostly, well, this year it was entirely millet. But the way that it worked is we were able to, to let that water go into the lake through uh, three agri-drain val valves. And it exposed like a ton, maybe four or five acres of uh, kind of mud flats. We went in there and planted a bunch of millet. And, you know, just those kind of moist soil plants come up that the ducks love. And then once waterfowl season hits, we'll, we'll stop those gates. We'll plug it up and let that water come back up. So it's almost like a, a flooded timber sort of setup, which is just, it's pretty rare in Illinois. It's super, super cool. Um, I'm like really excited to get in there and shoot some early season wood ducks. I've never done a, a flooded timber hunt, like down in Arkansas, Mississippi. I know they do them, but I've never done one. So kind of looking forward to looking forward to doing that here in Illinois. But so we took what was pretty good uh, in terms of waterfall hunting. And I think we made it incredible. We won't know for sure until, you know, it's the first year for these wetlands. So naturally those take a few years to kind of reach their potential. But in general, the waterfowl setup now uh, is incredible. So deer is good. Waterfowl hunting is good. The fishing so it's literally, a, you know, 90 plus acre non-strip mine lake, which I don't think, man, I'm not sure that we've ever seen or sold one like that, uh, at least in Illinois. So we've seen and, and sold big lakes, uh, but most of the time here, they're big strip mine lakes. I mean, it's, it's really, when you're talking dollars and cents to make a non-strip mine lake that big, it's, it's incredibly expensive. So you just don't see them. Uh, you know, I think, well, Double Clock has like maybe a 60 acre lake with a property for sale in, uh, outside of Farmington that has like a 90 acre lake. And we built one in Southern Fulton that had like 135, but again, those are all strip mine lakes and they're just, while the fishing is really good in strip mine lakes, there's something, something very like appealing, uh, and just pretty about a non strip mine lake. So that's what this has. It's not a super deep like strip mine lake. You know, it's almost like a basin lake. So you're talking 8, 10, I don't know if you get out there, 11, 12 feet deep, maybe at the deepest. So it's not a lake you're going to catch and raise like, you know, walleye. And, and well, you could do maybe like some tiger muskie and stuff. Um, but as far as like native Illinois fish, like your bass and crappie and, and bluegill, 
I, I personally love lakes in that 10 to 12 foot depth because you have no wasted water. I mean, every once in a while you run into one of those strip mine lakes that has, it's almost like that herringbone strip mine stuff. So it doesn't get that deep out there. So it'll go like, you know, 15 feet, five feet, 15 feet, five feet. And what's cool about those, which is very similar to this, you know, this is a flat bottom, but same concept is there's zero wasted water. I mean, you can literally fish the entire thing, go put some structure out in the middle and, you know, those bass like that, you know, even in the middle of summer, that eight to 12 foot is great. So, uh, the fishing out here, he's been managing it for, I think five or six years and Nate and Chad, not Chad, but Nate and the Herman brothers crew have been out there helping. And it's been really good this last couple of years. I know they catch some monster, uh, monster catfish. I think they're, um, even hand fishing for those. They've got that set up, but Caught some big bluegill, a uh, huge crappie out there. The bass is just getting really good. Uh, so it's set up great. And again, it's 95 acre uh, non-strip mine lake. So not sure what more you could want if you're talking fishing. There is a couple of lakes, um, not lakes, ponds just outside of the main lake that are set up for bass fishing and uh, are a little deeper. I personally think it'd be cool to turn those into a uh, like little forage ponds and raise minnows and dump them in the main lake every year. But, you know, you could pick and choose what you want to do. You could put different species in there, but, you know, throughout the property, there's another, I don't know, two or three of those. Um, but there's more than enough fishing on that main lake. So for me, I would, I would use that to help increase the fishing on the main lake. But again, he's got feeders set up. He's got the setup is, is uh, pretty legit for fishing. So, Deer hunting good, waterfowl hunting good, fishing, uh, just the recreation in general here. So not talking like hunting. I'm just talking like, you know, family enjoyment. It, it's as good as any that I've seen. I mean, first you have the lake. So they water ski and you know, wakeboard out there. They've got a slalom course out there. They've got a beach right on the uh, outside the lodge. They've got the dock, the boat lift. They've got trails throughout the whole thing. Um, so, you know, from... From a recreational standpoint, it's set up pretty ideal. So, which is, which a lot of, you know, this owner, which he used it a lot for that. He liked to water ski. His, his family came out there and, and used that beach. I think they were just out there this, uh, this past holiday, Labor Day, whatever it was. Uh, so it's largely set up for that as well, which, you know, a lot of times people overlook to me, like on my farms, that's always one of the most important things because I, you know, I get my family out there, my, my wife and kids. So, you know, I want my farms to have good hunting too, but uh, equally important to me is it's something that the family can enjoy. And you don't hear that, you know, as much when you see, you know, a bunch of these land brokers pitching how good the deer hunting or the waterfowl hunting, that stuff's cool. But most of my buyers, at least, while that's important, they also want to make sure that it's, it's set up or at least could be set up for kind of family enjoyment. So don't overlook that um, because that is expensive too to make a, a, a farm set up like that. Like the, the dozer work, the grading that beach, the, the trails, uh, the docks, all that stuff, they add up, you know, even on my farm, personal farm, which is only uh, 120 acres or so. Like that was a big expense uh, for me in getting mine ready. And I didn't have, you know, mine's just tillable in water. There wasn't any timber. So I don't have to worry about trails, you know, through the woods, stuff like that. So don't overlook that. But in, in the case of this farm, that is entirely done. So, and you have the lodge there to, to tuck out of the weather. And um, so it's, it's set up 
from a recreational standpoint, uh, it's, it's awesome. So I did the best I could there to, to speed that up. But again, this farm, you need to see it because he's, since the day he bought it, which I remember six, eight years ago, he has not stopped working on it. It took a ton of work to clean up that campground. I think he took out, I don't know, miles of roads. Um, he planted, you know, I don't know what it was, 40, 50 acres of tall grass. He's got all the food plots in. A lot of them he had to clear out in the uh, timber. So we had the dozer in there. Uh, I think he said there was like, I might get this wrong, 60 or 80 telephone poles out there with uh, lights on it for the campground that they would just like pop on at night. So, you know, which is kind of cool, but from like a wildlife standpoint, it's not going to help anything. So he, he removed a ton of those. So it has literally been nonstop from when he bought it to where he is now to get it to where it is. So again, try to roll through that quickly just for the sake of this podcast, because I don't like the property reviews to be too long, but in this particular property, man, there's just, there's a lot to go over because he's done so much, but that's the base base of it. Uh, if you're interested, obviously we'll go check it out and I can kind of go all, go over all of that in detail, but that's the uh, quick pitch on the property itself. On the valuation side, this is where it gets a little tricky when, when you have to do all these improvements. And I've been on the, the seller side uh, on these farms. My family would own some. And, you know, if, if you haven't followed Landco, we got our start um, as Timber Creek in the development game. So we would buy a property and develop it and, uh, and then sell it. So I know how much this stuff costs. And, you know, once 2008 hit, it's tricky because you don't always get that money back. 2005 through 2007, you could fix properties up and, and almost price them uh, however you wanted and get that money back. That is not the case now. So it's tricky to put values on everything he's done, but let's try anyways. Uh, so it's 590 acres, uh, has a hundred, just over a hundred tillable. Again, some of those he's gotten food plots and prairie grasses. It's not in any program that I'm aware of. I don't think it is. Um, so for the moment, we're just counting that tillable because if you wanted to farm it, you certainly could. Uh, it is not strip mine ground. You know, this is this is native soil, so we're we're calling that seventy five hundred bucks an acre, which is about right. It's uh, you know I would say good timber soil. So you know you're going to be in that 115, 125 productivity index. So seventy five hundred an acre for that uh, across the board. You know some's going to be better and some's going to be worse, but as an average, seventy five hundred bucks per acre for the tillable. Uh, water, there is 98.96. And again, these aren't exact. Um, this is me plugging in maps on aggregate, but it gets us really close. So just under a hundred acres of water at 7,000 an acre, uh, with a remainder of 390 acres, just over that, um, of timber, uh, creeks, um, you know, pasture, that sort of thing. Uh, all of that, we put a value of 3,200, which is, uh, what we've been getting recently for all that. Uh, and that's actually been continuing to creep up, but we're keeping that at 3,200 for now. So you add all those up, uh, let's see. So that's just over 750 for tillable, 750 grand. That's 1.25 for the timber and the remainder. And it's just under 700 for the water. So land only gets you to about just under 2.7 million, 2.69 five, six, three, nine. So that's the land only price. So this is where, this is where it gets tricky because now we have to price the improvements, right? And again, 
you don't always get what you invest in a property back, but we go through the exercise anyways. So there's the lodge. Uh, so here's the kind of list of things that I put a value on. Again, that's not what he has in it. It's what I think they're worth if I were to buy it uh, or if any of my clients were to buy it. So I packaged all those things together. So it's the lodge. In the lodge, I, I grouped everything there in that kind of five to 10 acres that he uses as a home site. So that includes, you know, all the grading he did, all the trees he planted, all the, um, the beach, the dock, the boat lift, the boat ramp. What am I missing? Landscaping. There's a little garage uh, um, sitting right there. All that stuff packaged together, I, I kind of counted as the lodge. There's another equipment barn out there that he uses for uh, his tractor and stuff like that. There's power throughout the whole property. So like I, like I said earlier, this used to be run as a campground and he did a ton of cleanup, but he kept a lot of the stuff active and buried what he needed to. And, uh, some of the cool infrastructure is still there. So like power is on like nearly the entire property all around the lake, uh, in the timber, just everywhere. Same with the, um, the water lines, there's active water lines. He doesn't use any of them, but the infrastructure is there. So there's water lines spread throughout the entire property. So if somebody wanted to use it as like a campground or a retreat, something like that, and wanted to build cabins over the whole property, that's there, which if you were to have to redo that today, um, I'm not even sure what that would cost. Uh, it would be astronomical, but those two are in there. We built the new, you know, three or four new wetlands. We built all the roads, all the trails, um, which, you know, food plots are lumped in there. He, uh, a lot of those food plots he cleared back in the timber. So those are in there. There was, when he bought it, there was a ton of like little cabins they used for the campground. Most of those he, he tore down and cleaned up and graded and, and you, you know, you wouldn't even know they're there. He did leave like two or three that were in pretty decent shape. Uh, so those are in there. Uh, all that packaged together, we came up with a value of $625,000. Most of that is the lodge. You know, we put, I think, 400 grand there on the lodge and everything around it, which uh, on all of this, I'm sure that he spent way more than this. I, you know, if I had to guess, I bet he had, he has twice this in there. But again, just because you did it doesn't mean you don't get it back, which is can be frustrating as a seller. But uh, we plugged 625 grand in there and improvements, um, which is a good deal if someone would buy it because to recreate this, it'd be, you know, again, uh, significantly more than this, but that's the number we plugged in. So you, you, uh, add that 625 to the land only, which was around 2.7. And we're coming up with just over three, three, uh, 3 million, 320,639. And we have it priced, uh, at 3.3 million. So again, which is standard with us, it's, it's priced on what we think it's worth. So that's it. Uh, you plug in that 625 to the land only and you come up to just over 3.3, which is the list price. So um, price kind of at market value. And uh, just recapping, the property is, it is truly special. I mean, what's cool for us is finding a property where somebody had kind of like vision like this, uh, A, and then B, didn't cut any corners. Like he did everything, uh, you know, didn't, you know, try to save a few bucks to do it um, an easy or, or cheap way. And when you kind of combine those things and then the fact that it has that, you know, 90 plus acre lake and just the physical setup of it, it's pretty, it's a pretty special property. And, and uh, I'm not just saying that because it's our listing. I think anyone that would step foot on it um, 
would agree that that is the case. It's a, it's a pretty cool spot and we haven't listed many over the, you know, 10 years that have had this sort of investment to get it where they are today. So cool property, uh, could be ran as a, you know, really anything, you know, somebody might dry it, buy it as a trophy deer hunting farm. It could buy it as a, you know, all around farm with some fishing, waterfowl, deer hunting. Somebody could buy it just as a recreational farm with the, the fishing and the water skiing and in the lodge. It's somebody could buy it as a, a church, you know, retreat area or a corporate retreat. It's the, uh, it just has a lot of, a lot of opportunity. So very cool farm priced in line with, with, with uh, what we think it's worth. And uh, that should be on the market later today. So that should wrap it up for this uh, property review. And uh, we should have a few more coming out in the next, uh, uh, next few days. So, so uh, look out for those and we uh, thank you for listening.